This is Brother John Metter, and I greet you in the precious name of Jesus, and I pray that all is well with you. I tell you, this has been a great week. We have seen God do mighty things, and we're expecting God to continue to reveal Himself in such a great, great, great way. You know, it's only been a couple of weeks. Uh, I think it was on August the 5th. And I believe I related this in one of our broadcasts here recently. But I got up early in the morning uh, to get ready. We drive to LJ uh, about two hours every Sunday to be in service up there. And as I was in the kitchen and I was fixing a cup of coffee, I looked at my phone and somebody had texted me a scripture out of Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter and the 3rd verse, and it says something, the effect, call unto me, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And that is hid in my spirit, and I meditated on that. And as I was meditating on that, the word of the Lord come to me from Psalm 78 and 41, where the Lord spoke and said, My people have limited the Holy One of Israel. And God began to deal with me how that we limit the working of God's Spirit in our lives to inside the church walls. I'm not a Christian in church. I'm a Christian 24 hours, seven days a week. And I want the very life of Christ to be revealed and be made manifest wherever I'm at and whatever I'm doing. I want people to know that the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, the very life of the Christ is, been made, is being made manifest in my mortal body. Not just when I'm in church on Sunday. Not just when, you know, I want to uh, come and worship with the body. I want God's Word and His unction and His mind and His spirit to be alive in me every working second of my waking life. And God needs to be real in our lives. Wherever we're at, whatever we're doing, we need to reveal Christ. You know, Jesus, everything that He done, He revealed that the Father was alive in Him. I want the Father to be made alive in me through Jesus Christ. For Jesus said, I am in the Father and the Father in me. So when you've got Jesus living in you, you have the Father. He said, he that has the Son has the Father, and he that has the Father has the Son also. So I believe in the power of God, not just living in your heart, but I believe that it can be made manifest in your mortal flesh. I believe it's in 1 Corinthians 4, according to what Paul said. He talked about the very life of Jesus being made manifest or being revealed in our mortal flesh. But I want to uh, read you a scripture, and this is found in uh, Isaiah, and it's found in, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking at two or three things here. But it's found in Isaiah 29, and it's verse 14. And it says, Therefore, behold, 
I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and their understanding of the prudent man shall be hid. Woe unto them that seek to seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark. And they say, Who seeth us and who knoweth us? Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not? Or shall the thing framed say him that framed it, he had no understanding? Is it not yet a very little while, and Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest. And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity. And out of darkness the meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the terrible one is brought to naught, and the scorner is consumed, and all that watch for iniquity is cut off. Now, uh, I was talking about a couple of weeks ago how the Lord began to move upon me. And as I meditated on those scriptures about Jeremiah speaking and saying, Call unto me, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And how that uh, the Lord began to deal with me that we limit the working of the Spirit of God inside the church walls. And just when we come together you know, to have worship service, but uh, I don't believe you can contain God to a certain time frame. I don't believe you can contain God inside the four walls of the church. And the Lord began to deal with me there that in the second chapter of Acts, after they received the outpouring of the Spirit of Christ on the day of Pentecost, that they went from house to house breaking bread. There were great signs and wonders and miracles done by the hands of the apostles. Great moves of the Spirit happened. And even in Acts, the fourth chapter, it talks about how they came together and prayed. And after they had prayed, the place where they had prayed was shaken by a mighty shaking, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. God manifested himself and made himself real. And he showed himself to be alive. Hebrews 2 and 4 says, And he bare them witness with many signs, wonders, and diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost. And I've been telling people for at least the last year on this broadcast that we are going to see a manifestation of a living, resurrected Savior power of God, healings, deliverance, miracles. And when God spoke to me on August the 5th and said that these moves of my spirit are going to begin to happen in house to house and Bible studies and prayer meetings and outside the walls of the church, you're going to see a great manifestation and working of my spirit. And I've been telling people for at least a year on this broadcast, and I've been preaching for three or four years now that there will be a restoring of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire that will be greater than what happened at Pentecost. God will first take us 
to that foundation because that foundation formed the church. That foundation set in order government and gifts and the anointing and the wisdom and set the administration to lead and govern the church because by the time the sun went down on the day of Pentecost, there was 3,000 added to the church. The church was formed and 3,000 people had to be ministered to. And I, I encouraged people two weeks ago. I said, get ready. This thing somewhere is going to start. And once it starts, it's not going to stop. Well, uh, Thursday morning, uh, we have a Bible study here in my home in Conyers, and the Lord had dealt with me about prayer. Wednesday night, we had had a, a great prayer meeting. The Spirit of God just come in. The Holy Ghost seemed to come down and envelop people's hearts and minds, and the Spirit of prayer descended, and we prayed and cried out to the Lord for our nation, for lost souls, for the heathen, for God to move and visit our nation and, and, and put our nation back on track, put our nation back on a godly foundation and a moral foundation and to lift up a standard against the perversion and evil that seems to be coming out of every uh, hole in the woodwork, so to speak. And we cry, we've been crying out for God to help our president and get our government back in order, get men that lead our nation back to acknowledging God and praying. You know, when I was growing up, our leaders used to acknowledge God. They used to pray in open Congress and open Senate and open government meetings. And it wasn't just in the federal government. It was from the local government all the way up. And we've gotten away from those things. We've gotten away from God. It's brought great affliction to our nation. It's brought great trouble and turmoil. You know, uh, I've seen people posted on Facebook, and I know it to be a fact. When I was in high school and I graduated in 1970, we had gun clubs. You could go to school and people that drove pickup trucks had gun racks in their back window. And they not only had gun racks, but they carried rifles and shotguns that were loaded. It was just something people done. And there was not one school shooting, not one person even thought about taking a gun and turning it on a Another. But at that time, there was a God consciousness in our nation. There was a God consciousness in people's hearts. There was a God consciousness in people's minds and spirits. But there's been such an attack now on Christianity. There's been such a, a ungodly force stand up in our nation and in our government and attack Christianity and try to strip our nation of everything that talks about Jesus Christ and Christianity has been under attack in this nation, but God has begun to turn it around and the enemy is mad. He's full of hate and he's full of bitterness and he's fighting back and this is why we have got to fight. This is why we as Christians have got to pray and seek the face of God. And I don't want to get off on that, but Thursday morning in our Bible study, 
here at our house. I begin to exhort on prayer and how from an early age of seven years old, God touched my life in prayer. And then again, when I was eight going on nine, God touched my life by His Spirit. And in those years, we had a large portions of woods behind our house and I would go into the woods and I would pray as a young boy. The Spirit and the mind of God has been with me since I can remember seven, six or seven years old. I've always had a heart after God and after the things of God. And I believe God places these mindsets in people that He has placed His hand on and called to be used of Him in their lives. And I've had that in my life. And when I was 12, I first had an experience in the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. And then again, when I was 16, I received the refreshing of the Lord and began to be moved by the Spirit of God. And then when I was 19... I fully surrendered to the Lord and began to seek Him. And when I turned my life to the Lord in the summer of 1972, I began to pray and seek the Lord. I spent hours a day in prayer, hours a day reading and studying the Word of God. It was like there was a hunger inside of me. You know, if you go a long time and don't eat in the natural, you get really, really hungry and you just, uh, you're crazy craving something to eat. You're craving just getting some food inside of you. That's the way I was spiritually. And so for months and months and months, even into the first two or three years of my walk with God, I fasted and prayed and studied and I wanted God to reveal Himself and make Himself real to me. And now 46 years later I still have that desire for God to make Him Himself real. I desire to see uh, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham. Uh, I desire to see the God uh, of Jacob, uh, the God of Isaac, the God of Joseph, uh, the God of Joshua that parted the Red Sea and caused uh, the sun to stand still. I believe in that God. Uh, I believe in the God of Elijah that brought the fire down from heaven. Uh, I believe in the God uh, of Elijah that uh, the dead bones of Elisha raised a man to life. I, I believe in the God of my Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, that He is now God, uh, manifest in the flesh. I believe uh, in the visitation of the book of Acts, uh, how that men like Peter and Paul uh, and others raised the dead, cast out devils, uh, healed the sick. Uh, and I believe that as they went and preached the God, gospel of the kingdom whole cities were turned upside down and I expounded on this word as I expounded on prayer and seeking God as I expounded on how God was bringing prayer back into people's lives and how God was beginning to stir and move then uh, the Spirit of God just begin to fall uh, in such a gentleness, such a sweetness, such a strength, such a presence of God came down into our midst. And as it came down, we were all sitting there around the table. 
the presence of God began to come on each individual and people started weeping and crying. And there was a brokenness of the Spirit of God that fell on every individual. And you know, God's Word says that my heart is toward them who are of a broken and a contrite spirit. And for about 30 or 40 minutes, the Spirit of God just overshadowed. It wasn't a, a big outward shout. It wasn't a big jumping. And, but it was just a sweet, gentle working of the Spirit of God. And you could feel it going deep into people's spirits and working a work in their soul. And as we come out of that, the Lord spoke into my spirit. And He said, this is like what I've done in the house of Cornelius. And you know, when Peter went to the house of Cornelius, and uh, he began to talk about Jesus in Acts the 10th chapter, and in the 44th, 44th, Acts 10, 44. And it says, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And that's what happened Thursday. In our home, the Spirit of God fell on all as the word was expounded. And as we... uh come out of that, and I've been looking for the Scripture and I've not been able to find it. I read to you where the Lord spoke to my heart and said, I will proceed to do a marvelous work and a wonder. But there's another Scripture that talks about God doing a wonder amongst His people and that people aren't going to believe it, though a man tell you of it. They're not going to believe the working of the Spirit of God, though someone tell you of it. I will find it, and I will relate it to you later. And uh, But it's like now, there has been a beginning. There has been a beginning, and something has started. Something is working. Something is moving. In the Holy Ghost. And it's not going to stop. What I have been telling people for four or five years of a working of the Spirit of God. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. This is a beginning. This is a working. This is a moving of the Holy Ghost. That is not going to stop. It is not going to stop. This is going to escalate. This is going to keep moving. This is going to keep growing. This is going to keep manifesting itself until we are in a visitation likened unto the book of Acts. Those of you that have held on for a move of God, those of you that have held on for a working of the Spirit of God, you hold on. You hold on to what God is doing. 
because this is going to reveal itself and grow and manifest itself. And we are now in the beginning stages of a great and mighty visitation of the Spirit of the resurrected Christ uh, that is going to rock uh, our very nation, that is going to rock uh, nations of the world. Uh, It is going to rock. uh, Are you hearing me? It is going to rock uh, nations. This is the turning uh, of things upside down. Uh, I'm telling you, this is the turning uh, of things upside down. Uh, that God will move and do what He said. Uh, he will proceed to do uh, a marvelous uh, work and a wonder. Uh, it is now put in motion. Uh, it is now going to happen. Uh, like God has been speaking that He told us uh, that there was coming a day uh, that He said, I will pour out uh, of My Spirit uh, upon all flesh. God is now revealing a Savior and He's not going to reveal it in a corner but He is going to reveal a salvation to all men. He is going to reveal a working of the Spirit of Christ to all men. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. We have entered into a time. We have entered into a working. We have entered into a visitation that God is going to let people know that He is alive, He is real life, He is a resurrected Savior, He is powerful, and He is going to show Himself with great revivals, great deliverance, great signs and wonders. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? God is now going to visit our nation. I can remember when I was a young Christian that I had the Lord show me that there would be revivals that would fill up ball stadiums. There would be revivals that would fill up race car tracks. And I'm talking about 60, 70, and 80 plus thousand people would turn out to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, they would turn out for a visitation uh, of the Spirit of God. Uh, and whether you believe me or not, uh, I declare it unto you today. Uh, I declare it unto you uh, that you, if you live several more years, uh, you are going to see God's hand. Uh, you are going to see uh, the mighty move of God visit this nation visit this earth visit visit every nation under the heavens are you hearing what I'm saying God will God will visit every nation on the face of this earth with a great and mighty move of his word and his spirit he will do it he will do it he will do it and there shall be great revivals great souls saved 
saving deliverance. He will do it by His name, Jesus. He will do it to glorify and honor His Son, the blood of Jesus that was shed on that cross. will not go in vain. And we are moving into a time that God is returning to His people in a great and mighty move of His Spirit and His Word. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, I'm telling you, get ready. Even for a great revival for the turning of things upside down. I know I keep repeating myself, but these prayer meetings are going to grow. These Bible studies are going to grow. And as they grow and we present ourselves in prayer and seeking God, then God is going to move by His Spirit. And I'm already praying for God to open doors in homes, in different churches, in different places that we can go and have prayer meeting and Bible studies. And we're praying for God to open doors because there's people out there that's hungry. There's people out there that want a visitation of God's Spirit. They want a move of God in their lives. They want the Spirit of God to come back to their homes. If we could return to prayer and get the Spirit of God back in our homes and the Spirit of God dominating and being in control in our homes, it would turn things around in this nation. So I'm asking you to go to prayer and ask God to work a work in you. Ask God to do a great working of His Spirit in you that the name of Jesus can be declared and that our nation and the nations of the earth can be turned back to God. May God bless you. Well, this is Brother Metter, and I see that our time is about gone again, and I know I was continually repeating myself, and I know uh, that there is something happening in the Spirit, and I'm excited about it. There's a working of the Holy Ghost. There is a, a great visitation that is beginning to move, and God is moving. And it's not, I'm telling you again, it's not going to stop. Something has started. But we want to give you the opportunity to uh, pray with us, support us, and who knows what doors God will open. I mean, we may be in your neighborhood. Uh, I know that there's a visitation of the Lord that has broke out in uh, uh, Cleveland, Tennessee with a good friend of mine, Brother Kenny Rodriguez. Uh, he's pastor at the Walker Valley Community Church up there. They went in revival for just two or three days. And if they go through today, it will be 12 days. And he was talking to me the other day. He said, Brother Metter, I don't know what to do. I said, keep going with it. As long as God's moving, he said, souls are being saved. People are coming to the altars. People are being baptized every night. And he said, new people just keep coming. I said, something has started, young man. I've known this young man since he started serving God twenty, right at 20 years ago or thereabouts. He's dedicated. He prays. He's got a sincere heart before God, and he seeks God. So any of you up in the Cleveland, Tennessee area that you can make your way to the Walker community uh, I believe it's Walker Valley Community Church. Go and be with him and uh, uh, help pray for these souls that are being added to the church. 
If you want to help us, then we would greatly appreciate your help spreading this word on the radio and the different things we do online. And now God's opening doors in homes. And well, we just had a call from Tennessee a couple of days ago that they want us to be coming up into the Nashville, Tennessee area before too long. So God is opening doors. But please write to us, World Revivals, P.O. Box 1618. Conyers, C-O-N-Y-E-R-S, Georgia, 30012. If you send a contribution or you send help, uh, financial support, make it in the name of World, W-O-R-L-D, Revivals, R-E-V-I-V-A-L-S. It is a tax-deductible donation. We are a recognized uh, charity uh a 501c3, and we take everything you give us and we put it toward the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether it be CDs, whether it be YouTube, whether it be uh, DVDs, whether it be broadcast uh, on the radio, whether it be printed material. We use what you send us to get this gospel out. I thank you for listening I thank you for your prayers and support. Tell somebody about the broadcast. And we look forward next week to meeting you here at this very same time. May God bless you until then.